welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Angela. And I'm Stephanie. And this week, we're going to my parents' home country of Korea. <laughs> and a recent-ish event that happened that was very shitty that you hope may have heard of, but they don't really talk about it a lot in these Western states yeah. because it doesn't really concern us as much. But I'm going to go through like the all the technical boring stuff really fast in the beginning because it's a lot of like knots and degree stuff that seem important that I should mention it, but it's okay. really boring. <laughs> so okay. on the morning of April 16th, 2014, 476 people boarded the Ropax or the Roll-On, Roll-Off roll passenger ferry en route from Incheon towards Jeju-do Island in South Korea. Okay. It's a fairly common route that people, a lot of people take. Yeah. And most of the passengers on the ferry were high school students. Were, which... was there, were they taking, were they going on a trip? Yeah. It seems like they were going on a field trip, which okay. is, yeah, it's, that's, you know, why not? Like, I, I know I'm going to go visit when we're. <laughs> Something tells me they're about to get a whole lot that they didn't pay for. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to go visit in April because there is an amusement park in Chijun yes? Island. You're gonna go visit this island? Yeah, Chijun oh Island. Oh my god! You has, can't tell me that. Has a love. It has a love land where they have oh, massive monuments of to penises? penises. Yes. And Is that the penis acts. island? It, it's like it's an amusement park where there's a whole bunch of penises. But the island's known for like seafood and being really pretty. But there is an island there. Like there's like a new theme park there that there's like a whole bunch of sculptures of penises. You have to go and take... I have to go. You have to go and take I'm gonna tell photos. I'm going to tell my mom we have to go and she'll be like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then when we get there, I'm going to be like, oh, by the way, mom, we're going to go look at dicks. And she's going to be really mad at me. <laughs> and I'm Probably. So I already know the word for dick in Korean um, is also the same word for pepper. So she might think that I'm talking about like hot peppers, but. Well, know. that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> Put a little hot pepper in your I mouth. I think it's probably a more common used word for dick in Korean that I don't know of. Because dick know is slang. a slang. I don't know slang in Korean. You don't know Korean slang? No. Korean. I know a lot of curse words because I was yelled yeah at. <laughs> i wasn't a really good kid um, i don't listen but it's because yeah man now i really want to know slang dick words well now we can learn them all someone might tell me yeah so at 7 30 third mate pak han kyol and helmsman cho jun chuk jun ki yeah sorry cho jun ki took over and I'm going to say their last names in a more American inflection so it's easier to remember. Yep. And I won't say their full names because I'll get really tired. So what's their names again? It's in, in the American. It's Park Han Kyol and Cho Chun Ki. So I'm just going to call them so by their last Cho, names. Cho and Ki? Cho and Park. So Cho the first, Park. So the third mate is Park and Helmsman is Cho. And I'm saying the it fuck is a helmsman? Know. You know what? It's probably a boating thing. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of technical boat stuff. It's this a is, seaman. I wrote this down. There's a lot of technical boat stuff about knots and degrees I don't know about since I'm not a boat expert. So I'm basically going to paraphrase it quickly to get to the event. So this is mostly just copied and pasted because I don't know anything about boats. Well, knots are nautical miles per hour. Which you speed. totally know offhand. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you didn't look it well, up. I didn't, I didn't research that already. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Park ordered Cho to change the steering system from autopilot to manual. 
at 8.46, which is an hour and 15 minutes after, you know, they took over, Seoul, which is the ferry, was traveling at 18 knots at 136 degrees. Park ordered Cho to change from 135 to 140 degrees. Then Park ordered Cho to change to a further 145 degrees. I so don't know why. So he's at like 136 and he's like just boating around and his and his partner's like, go hey, to 140. Go to 140. And then go to 145. And then go to 145. And this led to the ferry to bow and that's, then that's turn 10 to the degrees. Right. That's 10 yeah. degrees. And that's really, that's but, really quickly. Yeah. So Park gave Cho an order to turn the wheel to port center because it started, it started like turning to the yeah. right. So then you want to fix it. And then Cho at that point exclaimed, the wheel isn't working. Okay. So he's trying to get to center. It- He's turning it to the to the center, to the side, and then, and then he's trying to turn it back to the center, but wheels not the working. Wheels not I think it's moving. Jammed. Okay. Yeah, he said he only received the order to change the course to 140. So at this point, he's saying that he didn't get the um the order like the, for the order 145 to go back to or to, to do it 145 or even go back to center. He's saying but like I he mean, didn't get like, any of that. But he's like, I mean, if he's trying to go back anyways it's and it's turning like he's already gonna go yeah. way past the 140 so the ship, or the 145 the ship kept turning to the right even as he was holding the wheel so he made two turns to the left amounting to five degree turns so i think okay. he did eventually so he did two five degree turns so no to amounting to five oh, degrees okay. so he eventually faced 145 degrees so cho testified that park gave an order to turn in the opposite direction which he followed by turning the ship further to the left by 10 degrees amounting to 15 degrees to the left because at that point it was 145 so i think it turned to 155 at that point well, because he was turning to the right, now he's turning to the left. He was turning to the left already. He was already turning to the left? I thought he was turning and then to so the right. Cho said that... This is just a lot so, of turning. Yeah. so He's turning really fast. So Cho like, said much. that like Park gave him the order to do the opposite direction, but yeah. I don't think... He, I think he was flustered, and he yeah. didn't do it. The court came to the conclusion that Cho's steering led to the ship to attempt a 15-degree churn within 40 seconds. I think the, yeah. just the amount of things going yeah, on in a short amount of time. Yeah, it was too much. And... If that was the end of the story, and you know it, that that be that no one would hear about the story if yeah. that was the end of it, but of course it's not. It clearly goes to court. Yep, <laughs> and it clearly someone dies in it. Oh, now we have to decide how many people have to die from people being sh- super shitty. Well, I would really prefer if it was zero people had but to die, but wait, I this mean, isn't a podcast about people who survive. Yeah, we're Let's not. Say that. <laughs> This isn't a podcast. This isn't, I survived. This isn't a podcast about people who survive. No, it's not. Oh my god. People die. People keep surviving. It should be our follow-up podcast. It'd be we would just be telling I survive just, stories. Yeah, just like me. crazy fucking man. Yeah. People. <laughs> Okay, sorry. The court also good. concluded that Cho, who was flustered by how fast the ship was turning, was attempting to turn to the left when he took Park's order to mean a turn in the opposite direction. So okay. even though Park had said go in the opposite direction, he wasn't because I think he got flustered. And See, maybe- I think he was turning. I think he was already turning to the right. Yeah. And then he was turning to the left. So when he told him to turn it in the other direction, he just kept he, turning to the left, yeah, thinking that he thinking was. Yeah, thinking that he probably. And I think that it would have helped if she was more specific on which yeah. way. Which is why you're supposed to be say like say right that. or left. But 
you know or what? like starboard and port board right this was all Is learning experience <laughs> now it's a learning experience now right <laughs> port so, board i don't think that's right I don't think you're a boat person. <laughs> I'm not a boat person. I've never been on a boat. The only boat I've ever been on are the cruise cruises. Are my cruise ships? I went on like a random boats to go to like in the middle of the ocean to swim with like turtles. But oh yeah, I guess yeah. I did that also on my cruise ship. I've been on like a little tugboat, but I've never been on a speedboat or like a. But this is a ferry, so yeah, I've it's never more like a cruise ship. Maybe than yeah, maybe a speedboat. But this led him to make a turn to the right, causing the head of the ship to, tr- to rapidly turn right. Yes. And Captain Lee, who was a captain of the ship, was not present during this time because it's a normal, it's a normal, like, I guess, like, it's like, a normal. When you say present, do you mean, like, at the time when these two he, dudes what, yeah. are, like, arguing, oh, well, one was a the woman wheel? and Sorry. one was a male. When I said dudes, I didn't necessarily <laughs> I mean, like, two guys. <laughs> it was just, like, two yeah. people. Sorry. But two people, yeah. He wasn't present during that time. He was on the ferry, of course. Okay, okay. He just wasn't there for this whole incident, which happened pretty quickly, it seemed like. They took over. They were doing it for, like, an hour, and all of a sudden, like. <sighs> this is just in the morning, right? Yes. Okay. So this, they, they took over at 7.30, and this is 7.46 is when everything kind of just went crazy. Damn, that's a bad start to your day. So if, yeah, an hour and 15 minutes later, everything was on the shithole. Yeah. The time of the incident, conditions were calm, and so was following a route that was routine. So there should have been no reason why they were just jerking around for no re- for whatever they're yeah. just jerking around. But then I think I I think it's I know. It's almost like they're just like being dicks. It's I think I know what happened, which I will mention in the end of this okay. because of all the information I have. Like there's a lot more information about this. They're boat. probably just like dinking around. Just like this Humpung department, a, there was a lot of corruption that happened beforehand that let could have led to uh, this particular okay. thing happened. Was it a was it a faulty boat? Do we find out that it's a faulty boat? It's is it Titanic it's not style? Faulty, but it definitely it had falters. There there was faults <laughs> in the whole thing. Okay. So right before sinking started, breakfast was served in the cafeteria. So they think a lot of people were in the cafeteria during that time. Okay. Do you happen to know if the cafeteria was in the bottom or the top? No? I think I think with how many people survived that the people in the cafeteria survived. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, cause it sounds like the boat's about to go down. So yeah. if these people are out for breakfast, they're probably out wandering around. So they yeah, could probably, probably sitting, and then it, the, the, the ship goes crazy and so you're like jerked around yeah. and you're like a little bit more like, what the, the fuck wh- do I do? But then, um, it's My not everyone, built. but it's not everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's all high school students. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. And as you know, Rachel, as you can already feel, a ton of kids are going to die. So. Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> this isn't a happy moment, guys. Yeah. A bunch of kids are about to go down. So Captain Lee was in his private cabin, immediately rushed to the bridge after the incident. Which so the, can we just like imagine for a moment that the boat probably went like it was probably yeah. shaking a yeah. lot because like turbulence in. let's just for the sake of argument say that these two dudes or the the two people running the boat were like they were jerking the reel around and it probably it probably jerked the boat so that probably alerted 
him that, yeah is that what that's why i think him? like the big jerk alerted him and he was like holy fuck let's go let me figure yeah. out what these guys are doing that yeah like this is happening my so, poor nap so all the ship's mates and helmsmen also arrived at the bridge and the chief engineer stopped the engines although it is unknown if he did it on his own volition or if he was following captain lee's orders i'm not sure why you would turn off the engine but maybe they just thought there was no point of trying because the boat was already tipping i don't know well it was the boat tipping at this point yeah okay basically well then yeah i think yeah. like i mean i don't know too much but maybe the people that were down in the bottom probably realized that yeah, something, something was happening was so maybe they cut it off which um, was not the right answer either. But wasn't it? It wasn't, apparently. I don't know enough about boats to know why you, it wasn't the right I answer. I don't know why you would leave the engine running if you're tipping. Because you can't even try to untip it, apparently. Because you should be trying. You're supposed to stay down there, no matter what, to fix the problem. To try to save but everyone. But what the fuck is the engine going to be able to do? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a boat person. Run to the other side of the boat to help with tipping. So as towels are to sink, communications officer Kang Hezong made an announcement telling passengers to stay put as moving around was dangerous. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. Just sit down. Everything's just, fine. fine. We got everything just, under control. Just keep eating your breakfast. Everything's good. Stay in your rooms. Or I think like they told everyone to leave the that cafeteria and go back to their rooms. Oh, you know. Which might make sense, too. Maybe. Yeah. So King had not consulted the manual before making this broadcast. Because I'm pretty sure the manual will be like, tell everyone to put the lifeboat vests on and get to get the fuck off the boat. Yeah. But they didn't read it. So I don't know how he was a communications officer. I mean, so they didn't read the ma- It doesn't really seem like they knew i don't think i don't think this this kind of event happens so they just didn't really know it's like when you it's when you get like loosely trained on something and you're just like oh everybody does this route every single day so you just gotta do this and you gotta do over here some of the stuff that happens towards the end it gets really sad like i I was crying like half this was like the one i was gonna do last week i'm sorry cry right now (laughs) remember the sampung department store um disaster you know how sad you felt it's gonna be like that it's gonna be like that thanks for reminding me of my sadness <laughs> why why did i agree to have to be told sad stories all the time well sometimes it's not sad because sometimes it's a consensual cannibalism but yeah it's sometimes there's a chewy penis involved <laughs> yeah. and that really lightens my day yeah but then sometimes it's like this where you're like no oh uh, yeah when uh, like hundreds of dead children are on a boat well sorry they're not dead yet but it doesn't sound like it's going <laughs> it's anywhere go well yeah so the chief Never engineer does. evacuated the engine room and then the broadcast for them to stay put was started going off at 8.52 a.m. With the engines off, though, Seoul was unable to change directions and began drifting sideways. And I think that was a problem. If the okay. engines were on, it would stay put. Yeah. Whereas because it's the engines probably were off, like, yeah. it's probably still doing something on the other side of the boat, which yeah. is probably going to hold it up. But and now the... Engines now the water is just, just going to push against. Yeah, and I think that was that's why. Because I know you said that it was though like the wa- the water was calm or like the weather was very been, calm and was mild. Very calm, but yeah. I mean, like the water still has its own movement. Yeah, and it still has some sort of movement. Yeah. So I think if the engine had stayed on, it would have at least been able to stay in place to make everything else a little easier. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm gonna guess when they did these court reportings that they did know, and that's yeah. what they said. And, and that's why they're mentioning it to us. And they're experts. 
rests. Yes. The well, first rescue call was not made by the crew member, but by a passenger because you don't have time to be fucking calling, you know, the Coast Guard or anything for help because they're out drinking beer. Which <laughs> they totally were. The Coast Guard was drinking no, the beer? No, the crew oh. members were oh, drinking the beer. The crew members were drinking the beer. <laughs> and that's why they probably didn't call the fucking Coast Guard. That's or so, who's services. drinking beer at nine, 7 o'clock in the, 9 o'clock in the morning? Korea has the highest alcoholic ca- per capita in the world. Really? Yes. Is it because it... Why? Because you can drink and party all night. That's yeah, what you do. Like, why? Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's part of the culture. You drink okay. all night. Like, you go... After you work, you go with your boss or your friends from work, and then you drink all night, and then you go back to work the next morning. Oh. And that's how you socialize. Oh, that's how they, the government keeps everybody, you know, under their finger. Yeah. Very 1984. If you haven't read that book, read it. We're living it now. And be really, really depressed. Don't be depressed. Rise up and fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no. it worked really well in that book. <laughs> Did you not read it? <laughs> yeah, they. Um... <laughs> it didn't work out well for him man and especially no. in the end where he was like oh and i was happy and i'm like this is the worst fucking movie. yeah don't ever be happy this don't ever so think you won don't ever think you win no you'll never be ugh. so tanwan high school student Choi toka called emergency services at 852 connected with mokpo coast guard at 854 so that means he was on hold for two minutes what the fuck was the Coast Guard doing for two minutes and they couldn't pick up a fucking phone Drinking, call? Drinking, apparently. Well, they're not the Coast Guard. That was a crew member. Okay, sorry. I don't know what the Coast Guard was doing, though, because well, it shouldn't have taken two masturbating. minutes. Masturbating. Well, yeah, maybe. that's so crazy. It, I mean, like in the two minutes situation, on hold? It shouldn't be like, I don't, I don't know if it's like they're connecting. I wonder still. like how far out she was from inland. But it was, but this no, because it's 2014. Yeah, this isn't like back in the days yeah but i mean it's in korea and i don't know what the cells like they have (laughs) the fastest internet do they really in the whole world they have the fastest internet yeah crazy i mean have you ever played anyone in korea in any any sort of online game that's how they beat you because their internet first of all is incredibly fast and they're also like ninjas on the computer because their government doesn't throttle their shit no they don't i think they do like um make some websites a little harder to get to if they're anyways let's go back before we get this back let's go back so um the tanwan high school student choi Taka was asked to give the latitude and longitude of the ferry and a patrol vessel was dispatched at 8:58. so four minutes after he connected with the coast guard they dispatched a patrol vessel but i'm like if, a someone's, patrol like, vessel. if someone's like the ferry's you know fucking going down there's you can't just send one vessel you have to send yeah the whole, everything. there's 500 people on this fucking boat that's going down which i mean it's a common ferry that commonly goes to this island so they should know how many people are and on this it is four years ago and so i feel like why are they, they should have been able a to patrol get, like wouldn't they be able to get better like this this wasn't that long ago they should have I mean? yeah they should have at least had five boats going yeah but anyways, sadly, because the story does not end happy, Choi did not survive and was later found dead. Okay, so the little kid was later found dead? Yep. In, like, I assume... The, call, the guy who called, the okay. kid who called, he died. Oh, because so, he stayed in his room? Yep, probably. That's so bad. the Tewil crew made their first distress call at 8.55, three minutes after the high school student did. 
something like something something must have been going on they must have been fighting over what to do even though it's like your ship is fucking sinking you call all the help and you have that many passengers yeah regardless yeah yeah were they struggling to like communicate into like the mainland i don't think so because that, that kid got yeah through so it's not but i mean it took two minutes for the kid to finally connect in so yeah, i'm wondering but by if... that time 8 55 was after the guy yeah, the kid yeah, already yeah, connected yeah, yeah. to and they knew about this earlier they should have known about this before that kid knew yeah for sure yeah uh sos should have been beeped over immediately uh, immediately from those two douchey people and who the fucking beginning. made the mistake in the first time but i, I park don't, and I, who park and shoy kim Choi? i want to say kim but i always no, it's say kim. Kim. it's cho yeah cho. it's cho there's only like there's only like 10 like, korean last names so. <laughs> oh. i didn't want to be racist and say but that it is there's, there's almost there's not that many there's not yeah that much like when i graduated there were like 60 kims who graduated with me so you know the strong last name lee and kim are very strong they have a very they have a lot of people what do they what do they mean uh like is that a translated no it's it's a it's like it's like a it's your it's it's like generational name that you get like so everyone comes from certain families like my last name is min so we are all technically related because i think there was only one min clan and it all came from the same person but then kim's there were a couple of different kim clans so then they are like there's i don't know it's just a really common last name because Korean last names are almost always one syllable. Yeah. Kim, Lee, Park, Cho, you know? Yeah. Every once in a while, you get, like, a two-syllable one, but it's very, very rare. And so they're, like, your they're like your clan names, right? Because, like... It's, like, your last name, which is, yeah. like, your... Like, I, I, I think that's, like, the best way to say a clan name. Okay. So at 9.07, Seoul's crew confirmed that the ferry was capsizing and needed help from the Coast Guard. Oh, I'm so glad that 20 minutes later they're like hey by the way we're actually Can capsizing please help us. why was the why was the coast guard not even there yet i don't know see that see all these problems that's like the big problem like How far don't you have helicopters the, yeah don't you have fucking stations everywhere i mean I'm do just, they they should I mean, yeah this a, especially with this, this island this route to Jeju Island is very, very common. It's not. And is it a short route? Like I don't, how? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Okay, I, I should know, but it's not that far from where I, I looked up. But yeah, yeah. So um, at nine fourteen, the crew crew stated that the ship's angle of the heel made evacuation impossible. Which I'm not really sure how that works because I'm pretty sure there's always another end. Yeah, to, I don't. Know. There's. It's open on all sides. There's a place that you can jump off. I think it was just like, oh, there's probably not. You can't like single file like walk them out, but like uh, jump off the sides. Every man for themselves. Yeah, they didn't say that though. So during this time, the captain continued to tell passengers to stay in their rooms. That doesn't make any sense. The only reason why I would think that was because like he wanted the hallways calm oh no i'm like gonna, i'll get to he i do have his words of why oh, he did that in the end of the story and it will not make you happy well i'm not happy now so at nine thirty, orders were given by the captain to evacuate the ship but the order may not have been relayed to the passengers because it's possible the communication officer may not have recorded it and sent it out or maybe the speaker wasn't working or who knows at this point what's going on, but it's possible so that the, that's the reason why so many people didn't try to escape. The captain was like, All right, hey, tell people. Yeah, yeah you need to get them off this boot uh, suite and um, 
they jumped then off. No, then, then nobody did. Nope. So at 9.33, nearby ships oh volunteered God, to help rescue. 9.33. It's been an hour? Yeah. So at 9.30 um, is when the captain's like, we should evacuate the ship. An hour? Um, it was like 30 minutes, but still. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it started tipping us. 8.54. Oh, okay. Eight. Eight, it was like 8.48 or something. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. It, was, it wasn't so, that so, long. Yeah. The but broad, still, 50, yeah. 50 minutes, this little boat or this massive boat's been tipping. Now, how far inland or how far away from land? Like, could the people that are, like, standing no, cause they, on they've, the... No, because they've at least been on this boat for an hour and a half. Okay, so yeah, because I mean, it, it the is crewmen, the, those two people took over at seven thirty, and things didn't happen until eight forty six. So they were at least on into the ocean for okay. Over well, maybe an hour. they were having like communication issues then, if they were like that far out. I assumed but that the it was a shorter able to call from their cell phone. Yeah, but to... I mean, only one person called yeah but That's, maybe it's like, weird that only one person did maybe there's an assumption that like oh that's just the, See, first the things call. that i'm assuming is that someone put that's one of those like call. phone jackers yeah like down and like, like i said that's the first call that's okay. not a reflection of how many people called it's okay. just a reflection of the very first person okay. who called yeah so you have to yeah okay so at 9 38 all communications were cut off between the vessel traffic service and the ferry Fuck. I think at this point it's because they all jumped the fuck off. I think also like if it's tipped, like maybe something started it's, breaking. It's because the captain and crew members jumped off. That's why. Oh, it's probably exactly a reason why. Because they wow. were rescued at nine forty six, or captain was rescued at nine forty six. Oh. Communication was cut off at nine thirty eight. Uh, it's probably why it was cut off because he was off the fucking boat. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to go down with his boat. Yep, it is Korean law. That says that if you're the captain of the That's fucking ship. That is water law. I don't know if it's that law. Is, that is the ocean. Yeah, a captain always goes down. I didn't know. Boat. Like, I didn't know if it was I everywhere. I mean, I'm sure it's not a law But law, in Korea, but... it's a law law oh. to go down with your fucking ship. As long, yeah. Unless, you know, everyone's off the boat, obviously. But yeah, you're the last one off the boat. That's law. Yeah. Yeah. So three minutes later, 150 to 160 passengers and crew members jumped overboard so i see it seems like they just caught communication and they ran off the fucking boat and they were probably like yelling down the hallway get off get off get off and but then, then jumped like, off and then yeah, didn't but I mean, say like, anything to so anybody many, else but there's so many levels right yeah because in this story i also talk about like there were like there's third floor and a fourth floor so even if you just go through the first floor then at least you save those people but yeah. then everyone below you fuck them they're not gonna they're not gonna make it and wow. sorry to tell you that they don't. So Tewel took two and a half hours to fully sink. As passengers were told to stay put in their cabins, the captain and crew members abandoned ship. The captain and the second mates were the first to be rescued at 9.46 a.m. Five you. whole minutes in the cold waters. Oh, how hard it must have been for him. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I mean, it just like, yeah. he was really like, well, this isn't my fucking mess. I'm not going down with this trash fire. Even though it's like, well, you're the captain, yeah, so it is, it your, is mess, your mess, regardless of who did it, did it's those, your mess. Those other two, the, the original they two, also they got, jumped off yep. and got saved. They, that's Fuck why them. they were showing up in court. They should have been like, they should have been handcuffed Everyone. to that dumb steering wheel. 
I so, don't know what it's actually called. <laughs> the wheelie thingy. The wheelie the thing. Wheelie thingy. The wheelie The wheelie thing with all the spokes. So even as water came into their cabins, passengers followed the announcement and stayed put. And this is because culturally, you're supposed to listen to your elders and authority figures because they're supposed to know more than you. That's... I mean, I, that's not something that would happen here. But in, yeah, but in Korea and I think yeah. in China and Japan, it is hammered into you to respect your elders always. Mm-hmm. And what they say is true. And that's well, why I just I don't understand why so many stayed like I understand the you know, what? maybe maybe it really is just that, like I don't understand the whole like listening to that degree yeah, being because that we don't do that here because of the situation because of what's going on because i don't believe that people weren't screaming their fucking heads off and it wasn't like total chaos it had to have been total chaos but i think because everyone was in their own cabins you you don't really hear i mean and like the speakers are blaring with people telling you to stay put and you're told to kind of stay calm and like a lot of passengers did call their parents and leave messages and made video calls and it probably was like i mean i don't know maybe they got trapped maybe the people on the lower floors were trapped i mean maybe i mean they closed the doors it's also really hard to probably open those doors with water coming in as well well yeah it really depends on the state yeah it's really hard how to, it's tipping over and where the water's yeah coming in. I, like i just don't know enough about boats to know exactly what happened but the thing is like they could survive fell all the way over and then sunk this way i could see maybe how they weren't see, able to get out it took two and a half hours for the whole boat to sink right yeah but i mean like in the first hour i know but like the thing was that like i said the problem wasn't the fact that they were sinking the problem was that in the end, like later I'll talk about, no one goes on the boat to save them. Okay. I'm going to mention that later, and okay. that's the real reason why people weren't that saved as well. I mean, there's also the fact that people didn't, you know, try to run out, but I think it might have been like one of those things where you tell like people like, oh, get the fuck out as an emergency. People start trampling people, people get hurt, yeah. and you don't want to deal with that either. And they've seen yeah. that with other experiences that they yeah. thought keeping everyone calm was more important. Yeah, also possible, but I mean, keep them calm to a point. I understand, like I do understand the the keeping them calm and trying to like not have everybody like be all crazy. I didn't realize that no one went to save them off that boat. You will hear that later. And yeah. like I said, as I said in the beginning, this is one of those things where when every level of government that was supposed to help out, every level of everything that's supposed to be there to help you fails you. This is what happens. Yeah. And you know, it's not it's the worst case scenario yeah. and it's in not, all of the worst case scenarios. It's not obviously Korea specific. It happens everywhere mm-hmm. in the world. You know, maybe not to the same degree as a ferry sinking, but then there are buildings that explode or, you know, there's mm-hmm. fires or, you know, whatever. But then some businesses will fucking cover that shit up and some businesses will get government bailouts after things like that happen, after you ruin other people's lives. Yes. Yeah. Because money. Or you can, you know, fucking poison the entire town's water and you won't be convicted because for Because there's a whole bunch of white dudes just sitting around in a circle jerking each other off. And at least in Korea, people who fucking do something wrong yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing uh the punishments against these people because they're not as maybe they not may not be as severe as you'd want them to be but they they do doesn't matter it's something it's something something and even it also shows that even people in power and rich people can still get punished if you do a shitty thing which they should be 
yes. in all places, regardless of what they fucking do. Mad respect. Mad respect. <sighs> Doesn't matter who you are. You do the crime, you do the time. Exactly. So videos made by passengers were recovered with the announcement of staying put and putting on life jackets very clearly heard over speakers. That's so... Imagine having to watch those fucking videos. I couldn't. I just... Nope. So passengers made calls and sent text messages, the last being sent at 1017. So at this point, the captain has been rescued for over 30 minutes. 31 minutes. Yeah. Which is fucking bullshit. Wow. During and following the capsizing, a lot of reporting was done by the media and government that was completely inaccurate, which did not help with any of these fucking efforts. The Later, media, why does the media have to come in and ruin everything? They have to because that's how they make their money. That's so gross. Stop ruining people's lives with your media. <laughs> but then, like, without them, we also wouldn't know a ton of things either, right? I know. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you but have still, to take both, which is one of those things. I think the worst thing to happen to media is the 24-hour media oh, cycle. Yeah. I think it the, was better. Of cons- constant need for a story because you just go looking. You want... You want 100% accuracy, but you also want the news right away and you only get one or, or the other and that's yeah. it. Everybody wants to be the first to break the story. Yeah, because then if you first one, then you get the most amount of coverage and then that's it, right? Yeah. So, later, newspapers apologize and make corrections, but this, of course, just led to more conspiracy theories you've thrown out there because now it's like, did it really sink? Because we've fucking seen this shit in the States where they're like, was there really a shooting? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck Sandy you. Hook conspiracy theorists. you. You guys are that the would, worst no, people. That's not no, what they're, they're That is a thing. That is a thing, though. It's, I think, no, it's Sandy Hook deniers. Yeah. It was the deni- deniers. The deniers. I think it was like the whole Infowars thing. And fuck you. Fuck you, Alex Jones. Fuck. Fuck I you. couldn't imagine having to bury your child and, and then, then have dealing a man with people who come up to you and tell you that your child didn't actually exist. Oh, oh my God. I just, I just I couldn't. You know what? I can't. I can't. Nope. It's so incredibly sad. Some people, I'm some people don't deserve. They don't deserve any. They, no. they don't deserve anything. They don't deserve any of it. Nope. No. No. Just, There's a lot of trash. Just burn them all. Burn them all. Passengers were able to reach, who were able to reach the deck, um, jumped into the water and were rescued. And people trapped in a pilot house, which I don't know what that is, were rescued as well by breaking through the windows. So it doesn't seem like there's windows in any of it the seemed, cabins. So I'm thinking possibly there's no windows in the cabins, but I'm also thinking that it's like, it's tipped over and so they're like you when it's this way like the floor is here so yeah. you're not going to be able to like you're like making all these movements <laughs> nobody's watching me <laughs> i'm making hand gestures um so it's it's probably really hard but breaking the glass i think the pilot's house is like um i, I think where like they were like the big wheel is yeah i think that's where it is so people who were able to get to the pilot house were yeah. rescued because there is a big window there yeah. but the rest of the cabins don't have windows well they're the um, little small circle ones yeah. probably yeah Ugh. so by 9 40 the Ministry of Oceans and Fishery declared the accident to be the highest state emergency in terms of naval accidents. Wait, 940? 940. At that point, it's like, this isn't good if we can't reach them. And there's a lot of people yeah, on the boat. Yeah, that's crazy. So this, this, this is all by 242. 
150 Republic of Korea Army Special War Warfare Command and 196 ROK Naval Special Warfare Flotilla were involved, which is probably a whole bunch of very big expert people who know who are supposed to know so a lot of army guys to know what to do yeah it's they a lot of army people trained for this stuff it's the navy it's the korean navy yes but of course you know there's tons of miscommunications with them too because what? of course there is why with Re what you'll see how you'll see so how? rescue attempts continue for a long time with the rok coast guard pumping air to support possible air pockets on april 18th which was two days after the accident so they're hoping that maybe you know people might have survived so they're trying to add more air in there so they have extra time to save the people who are in there two days later two fucking days later there's no so after that more tragedy hits with this whole thing april 21st they tried to remotely try to remotely operate underwear vehicles began being used for operations on may 6th a diver working for undyne marine industries died during the search and on may 30th another diver dies which probably means that this wreckage is really fucking Far, awful uh, it's yeah way it's, down there and it's probably really like tangly and because these are professional divers so they're yeah. not gonna yeah and two have now died and on Jesus. july 17th a firefighting helicopter returning from rescue operations crashed near an apartment complex <laughs> killing all five officers abroad and injuring a high school student oh my god i just that poor high school i hope it's not the same one the, the high school student no but i was just like I hope it's not the same high school. Let's oh, just get yeah. all. I don't know if the high school student was someone um, who was they rescued, but I doubt it because I was really way later. I think it's yeah. just someone in an apartment. But at least they were just injured. So that's that's like a. I mean, Jesus thing. Christ! How did the helicopter? Like that's a there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So a little after a year later, on April twenty second, two thousand fifteen, the South Korean government announced plans to salvage the wreckage of Seoul in hopes of finding more information about the sinking and recovered bodies of the nine victims that were still missing. A year later? They're still looking for those last nine victims because they found a lot of bodies at this yeah. point. But and they would have all floated yeah. all the way up. But a couple of them might have been trapped in there. Yeah. So they're really, you know. So they're just trying to find the nine. I mean, at least it's only nine. Yeah. Well, this is where it gets super shitty about what the media did. So NBC, which is like a big media reporting, they're like a big media it's company. It's like it's news broadcasting company, isn't it? No, that's NBC. This is MBC. Oh. M as in man, NBC, which is like they're they have it's like a media company in Korea. Okay, they're okay, a really okay, big sorry. one. There's I think there's like four or five. When I was younger, there were four or five. There's probably more now. Yeah, probably. But yeah, um, they reported at eleven oh one that all students had been rescued. Ooh, shit. And this news was re-reported by other news organizations until 11.26. Oh, my God. Could you fucking... Can you imagine... Okay, first of all, can you imagine being the parents that were receiving those videos? And well, then on the news, you're told your child survived. And then you have to come to find out, oh, no, just your kidding. child Is actually died. And the new, like, I hope they sued the news companies. 
I didn't look into that, but this was because around 11 a.m., officers working for the educational departments from the Gyeonggi province sent text messages to the students' parents stating that all the students had been rescued, which is no, bullshit. You weren't even there. So, oh my and gosh. this officer's belief was apparently confirmed by a police officer in the Danwon, Danwon police department which is basically just a lot of hearsay and a lot of like yeah. telephone of like i heard that this happened oh i heard and it's fucking you know what you know what though honestly when you hear of a massacre like this you shouldn't be spreading the rumor that everyone survived. But you want to say whatever you hear. And then you expect when you hear something from a police department, it's going to be yeah, true. But and you want to be the like, very first people to come out with, this is good news. This happened. This is amazing. Yeah, and it's like, no. nope. Just kidding. Shit, man. Initial reports stated that the rescuers re- retrieved 368 people from the water, most of whom were students who had jumped from Seoul. Oh, my God. The, well, okay, wait. The South Korean government later corrected the statement saying that 395 passengers remained missing. 395 passengers from the 476 people on that boat, by the way. Jesus fucking Christ. 22 of the 29 crew members survived, including the 15 who were responsible for the accident. There were 15 people responsible for the accident? Because people in the engine room would also be responsible. Oh. Because maybe if the engine hadn't been fucking turned off, that boat wouldn't have sunk as quickly as well as also. I mean, two hours ain't quick, but yeah. At the same time, <laughs> every minute counts. Yeah, maybe they could have uh, tipped it the other way. Yeah, and that's which, another thing. I don't know enough I mean, about who, boats, but it's possible. Uh, maybe, maybe they know more about it than I do. Yeah. So the sinking of Seoul was the deadliest ferry disaster in South Korea in over 40 years. Jeepers, creepers. There was another ferry accident. Well, in 1971, I think, where most of the passengers died. But it wasn't like this was this was just everyone failing all these students. Yeah, this is human failure. So in total, 304 passengers and crew members died on the boat. That's sad. Of the 172 survivors, more than half were rescued by fishing boats and other commercial vessels that arrived approximately 40 minutes after the Coast Guard. So it wasn't like... I'm so glad these other fishing boats and commercial vessels were nearby to help yeah, out. But I, was, I just felt like the Coast Guard should have been able to... The Coast Guard should have uh, had a lot more boats to provide. And they should have gone into the fucking boat yeah. and tried to save more people. Yeah, but they that's not what they fucking did. So other survivors, understand. one teenager said that crew members repeatedly told them, specifically the students of Tanwan High School, to stay in their cabins. Why? I, because they're high school kids and they thought they'd be all rambunctious that, in the hallways. And they're like, I do have a quote from the um, captain like the that says, no, the captain of the ship yeah. that says why he might have said that. And it's really fucked up. Did, yeah, but what I mean is like, did they not like the high school? No, that's not the reason. Okay. It was, it it like, was something else completely. It's, okay. It, he, in his mind, it was rational. It's, yeah, you'll, you'll see it or okay. hear it. So one student said that um, her and her classmates stayed until the ferry listed so far that the door was above their heads. And then that's when they escaped, which is why they were able to talk to the student. One witness said that no, at no time did a crew member help her or those whom she escaped with. Wow. That's, but, yeah, because I was going to ask. Like, But there actually were three noted crew members who did stay behind and were credited by survivors for helping passengers escape. And this is going to be 
super sad. I, I didn't notice part at all. And then I was looking it up the other day and it was so heart wrenching. So the three heroes that were the crew members that stayed behind were Park Ji Young, Chong Hyun Son, and Kim um, Kim Ki Woon. And Park Ji Young is a 22 year old female who was the youngest crew member. And survivors remembered her struggling to ensure all passengers on the third and fourth floor would get out. Yeah. She insisted that the crew, including herself, would be the last to escape because that's what you're supposed to yep. fucking do. That is a woman that knows her job, that is doing her job right, the right way, and is, yeah, she's risking her life for other people. Park pushed shocked passengers towards the exit, even when the water was up to her chest. Even though she probably okay, knew at that yeah. point that she wasn't going to make it, she wanted to make sure that she saved as many people as possible. Yeah. This was also super depressing, because Chong hyun Son and Kim Ki-Woon were an engaged young couple who had been together for four years and had plans to marry that year well they died together yeah they were last seen yelling at passengers to get out of the ferry and pushing people out of the cabin then the couple went back to the cabins to save other passengers and they never came back out no (laughs) 17 year old Chong Chawung died after he gave his own life vest to his drowning friend and hurling himself into the waters to rescue others. Because obviously, even in shitty situations, there's always people out there who are going to try to help you. Yeah, there is. That's how it's supposed to be. And that's what the fucking captain of the ship was supposed to fucking do. <laughs> and the Coast Guard. And the that, Coast Guard. That's what, oh, that's what everybody else get, should have been doing. By the way, the Coast Guard didn't. No one went on the fucking boat to save them so 59 year old kim hong kyung made a 10 meter rope from curtains and used it to drag up several passengers saving the lives of up to 20 people yeah good he then boarded a fishing boat to continue his rescue effort he survives but then awesome. he also helped people survive awesome. and 56 year old fisherman pak young top pulled 27 survivors drifting at sea onto his 9.77 ton ship because i don't think these survivors i don't know but it doesn't seem like i think like survivors wouldn't have drifted if the fucking engine was on but who fucking knows i mean (laughs) the fact well yeah yeah so students said that even after the coast guard officers got there they failed to come abroad to help those trapped and simply waited outside the ferry to fish passengers out of the water because it seems like no one really gave them direct orders to go in and save the people what why would you not have a direct order Who? like why do you need an order to do that like go save those people how many boats were there it just oh sounded so yeah so the cause of the disaster was an unreasonable sudden turn which we knew yeah so on april 19th the captain of the ferry was arrested for suspicion of negligence of duty, violation of maritime law, and other infringements. South okay. Korean law explicitly requires captains to remain on the ship during a disaster, and Captain Lee did not because he was the fucking first one to be rescued. Yep. GG. By April 26th, a total of 15 crew members, including the captain, were arrested. Good. So on November 11th, 2014, because so this was the same year as the actual accident, Captain Lee Chun-sok was found of gross negligence and sentenced to 36 years in prison. 
I mean, Captain Lee is in his late sixties and accepted the fact that he will be dying in jail. So they gave him a life sentence, basically. Well, good. Chief Engineer Park was found guilty of murder and jail for thirty years, which didn't make sense as to how Captain Lee wasn't found of murder, but then the chief. Well, engineer because the was. the engine was because Captain that wasn't the one who turned the boat though. I mean, no. Yeah, it's a little weird that the engine person was charged with the murder. I understand why the captain wasn't because he wasn't in the room. Yeah. I feel like the two people, possible, well, definitely the one person should be charged with the murder. Yeah. I, d- I don't understand why the engine person would have so been. So 13 other mer- crew members were given like jail sentences up to 20 years on charges, including abandonment and a violation of maritime law. Yeah. So they were, at least they got theirs. But obviously there was a ton of families who showed up because yeah. their kids fucking died. And you don't expect your kid going on a fucking field and the trip. Nu- and the news is telling them that they all survived. Yeah. And you don't expect your kid to be on a fucking routine cruise, like, you know, school field trip and then fucking die in that accident because yeah, who the hell You really don't that shit? know. And that's every parent's fucking nightmare. Many families were present at the hearing were angry with the verdict as many of them saw this act as murder. They should have, they thought everyone who were involved in this act should have been charged with murder. But obviously murder has there's a lot of steps uh, that need to be yeah. taken for murder. I would say manslaughter. Yeah. Yes. Murder no cuz I don't n- I, with the information that I have at this current time, I don't think that it was intentional. It wasn't intentional, but not that murder needs to be intentional for it to be a murder, but but it felt like murder with him jumping off the boat and not yeah. trying to save. You know what I mean? I mean, then it everybody like, like the coast guard should be fucking yeah. charged with murder. I, I don't think you can't it's a charge. Murder. You can't yeah. charge government authorities with murder. Are you kidding? <laughs> Doesn't matter where you are in the world. <laughs> um, Captain Lee, when questioned why he didn't let his passengers leave the ship, said that he feared the passengers would drift away. This was his reasoning as to why he didn't. And oh, you're not going to like oh, it. Oh, so let's just keep them all contained in the boat where they can die there instead of getting out of the boat because they might drift away and be saved. The current Fuck was you. very strong. The temperature of the ocean water was cold. And I thought if people left the ferry without proper judgment, if they were not wearing a life jacket, and if the, even if they were, they would drift away and face many more, many other difficulties. I mean, and so, like, no, and no, I don't agree with his, you know, rationalization at all, but it was his rationalization. Like I, I'm trying to see it and it's sort of like, yes. However, Instead of telling people to go back to their rooms and put their life jacket on, you should have been telling people to put their fucking life jacket on and then get out of the boat. Yeah. With like, their life jacket go on. Go to like the highest point and get hold the fuck hands. Out. Hold hands. Get twenty of you people holding hands. I'm like, trying to figure out like how come the, I, I was maybe the this maybe the lifeboats were on the other side maybe. that was tipping and maybe that's why they were saying that it couldn't be asked. But they should have definitely had enough <laughs> life jackets for everyone on the fucking boat. Well, yeah, because they were probably would have been in their rooms. Yeah, but so I it, it should have been a go back to your room, put your life jacket and on, come the fuck out, and then. But I mean, that one kid had to give away his life jacket to save his friend. So I'm trying. It doesn't sound like there wasn't maybe life they didn't. Either. Maybe they didn't get back to their room. I do feel like a lot of the time when you get they on the were, boat, maybe they're on breakfast. I think a lot of time when you get on a the boat, there are, are never enough life jackets. No, there isn't. I don't think there ever is. 
They just say there is because they just don't expect anything like this to happen. Well, on cruise ships, I would say yes, they do because they have to have two in every single room. You can only have two people in a room. room. So I would say that. But uh, for something like this, like a normal fare, like imagine like we were taking one of those ferries that take us to the States. You know, I don't think they have enough life jackets for all of us. I don't think so either. Yeah. So that's sad. He said, I'm sorry to the people of South Korea for causing a disturbance. And I bow my head in apology to the families of the victims. Just all he can say. What else can he really fucking say? You know, it's funny because it's like you hear that. And I'm wondering if it's like a translation thing. Because it's like, sorry, I caused a disturbance. But like maybe when it's spoken in korean Mm -hmm. and he was actually saying it because like hanging your head and like in shame and respect like that's a big thing but that's what you're supposed to do yeah that's what you have to do in korea yeah that's where i have to do every time i did anything wrong to my dad yeah i think i got my knees and basically beg him yeah so it's like that's what we learned i'm wondering if it's like if it's the trans it's if it's getting lost in translation where we're like or or maybe me not we uh where i'm like oh it's like he doesn't really mean it i for sure think he meant means it i yeah. think he did try to save himself before everyone else yes but he obviously didn't mean to kill that many kids he didn't mean to kill through over 300 yeah. people there was never anything malicious he's just fucking dumb yeah he just and he saved himself yeah he saved himself he's selfish and yeah he's very selfish and that's really what it was but i yeah. don't think he ever meant to kill anyone he just was completely selfish and didn't think anything through yeah so some of the other contributing factors in the disaster was that, and this is when the whole thing with the Sampung department happens. The vessel was licensed based on fake documents. Because what? as you know about every rich person, there's always a certain level of bribing and faking that you do to get what you want right so just say you have a building and it's not up to code but then (laughs) you just you just do it and And then you you just get this elevator put in and and then you get this like five ton and you know for sure it (laughs) happens in more than places than korea but i'm pretty sure it doesn't get it was reported as badly because korea is all about you fucking shame them after they did something awful yeah shame is a powerful motivator and i'm glad that they do and that's okay so that's why there is always more information in korea about okay so there the ferry was purchased or was licensed was licensed documents okay the Seoul was further modified illegally and was carrying about three times its legal limit which might explain why it, it tipped, tipped over and that's why they didn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. That's why they were confused. It probably tipped too quickly and they, yeah. Okay. And I think that's what it was. I think it was the load more than anything else. Like, I don't so know. So they kitted up this fucking boat. <sighs> so they over, they what? over, they over like, they just put too much stuff in this yeah. boat that was, had way too much stuff they were carrying. And yeah. then maybe so in a normal heavy. maneuver, if that person, like, you know, if, yeah. part, if they had like, just on that turn it wouldn't have sunk and they would have been able to fix it but because of how heavy the boat was it turned too quickly and then like the shift of weight might have yeah and maybe if they would have kept the engine on maybe that's like one of the little features of like it'll just like self-level yeah i don't don't fucking know but maybe that's what it is because that's that's another thing it's like well maybe it wasn't even their fault because maybe if the boat was doing the legal thing and carrying a third less weight than it should have been then maybe this wouldn't have fucking happened yeah there's a lot more people uh to blame here yep uh that were yeah 
adequate. The boat. And everyone, fortunately, because this is Korea, they do get caught. And that's what I appreciate. Yeah. Adequate safety checks were not performed by the Korean register of shipping because if you, it turns out if you just give people money, they'll look the other way. Did you know that? What? <laughs> I, I never, never would have thought. Here. Not in this country. Not anywhere <laughs> in the world would I ever assume that money would cost just someone solve your to look the other I way. Know, it's so crazy. What? <laughs> I'm so shocked. I know. So a government investigation into the incident concluded that the ferry sank due to negligence and corruption. Yeah, but the people that are doing all the corruption, they're not the ones getting in trouble. Oh, they will. Okay. That's why I appreciate about Korea okay. is that everyone get gets fucking in trouble. Everyone that's being wrong usually gets in trouble. Yeah. So lax regulations, poor safety inspections, and a slow and badly coordinated Coast Guard response was the contributing factors. Because the Coast Guard should not have taken that long to get there. No. As we know. And they, they should have, have brought boats. more. Yeah. Ferries don't go that fast. They no. have speed boats. They have fucking helicopters. You know, this isn't... But I mean, if they were out an years. hour and a bit... But like, the ferries don't go that fast. No, but I'm just wondering, like, even if it's still an hour out, like, maybe the timeline of everything getting out there really isn't that... Because I was thinking that it was a situation where the island is here and the mainland's here and, like, the boat was here, but you could, like, still... You could see the island and you could see the boat from, like, the mainland. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm having, like, a distance. But I do think that the Coast Guard, because this is their job, they they can have have much faster... They should have been there with faster boats, more boats, and should have been able to get more people, and they should have gotten... Onto the boat. their boat. And got on the boat and fucking saved people. Depending on what the boat was like, though. Even then, that's your job. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it is that your job. is your job. I, I don't. Yeah. That's how it is, right? No. So it's true. It was a man-made disaster resulting from top-level officials prioritizing profit over safety. Literally. And a whole bunch of high school kids had to die. Yep. So that some dude could save a thousand dollars. So as more illicit details about Seoul came to light, authorities became much more interested in the billionaire businessman behind the operations. And fortunately in Korea, even if you have a ton of money, they will fucking go after you because uh because to some you people shouldn't be money above above the law no matter how much because money. Because the you government have. wants your money. Yes. That's it. But you should never be above the law. Yeah. Ever. It's like, hey, you can have all this money, but if you start doing bad shit, we're going to take your money. Um, unfortunately, before I get to the next part, you have to know that the billionaire businessman, Yu Pyongyang, will not ever go to court. Why? Oh, okay. So Why, he, Angela? You're going to get there. He was the owner of the ferry operator Choi Hejin Marine Company. A okay. nationwide manhunt started soon after the disaster and ended in June when his body was discovered in an orchard near his cabin. <gasps> That's why he will never be prosecuted because he was dead. Was he murdered? He was hidden in a cabin at his holiday home to evade arrest and was discovered in June 12th. And it was only identified a year, oh, sorry, not a year, a week later as you. Because it was impossible to conclude the cause of death since Yu's body was in very advanced stage of decomposition. Someone fucking killed him for killing their kids. Yep. And you know what? I just. That's, yeah, I'm okay. You don't need to it. look into it. I'm okay. With it. But I, I did want to know if he was actually murdered. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if I that's the cover up. 
it was April. So, I mean, if he found out, uh, he ran away in April and his body was bad, badly decomposing Yeah, by but that's June, when it happened. By June, decomposing that quickly? Like, how? Weather. Hotness, if it's hot. Yeah, that's true. If he's in a hot cabin. little cabin by himself. But he was discovered in an orchard near his cabin. Oh, if he's outside, but then you have weather, animals. Yeah. Your decomposition wouldn't be that. You, your body decomp- starts decomposing after like... 48 hours isn't it so i mean three months later but he was basically hiding in his holiday home hoping to evade and i'm pretty sure someone figured out where the fuck he was and killed him yeah because they were fucking mad that he obviously thought that money was more important than people which is how most people are nowadays let's be for real every time we watch i I look at the news it's like oh and then money money money. maybe he killed himself Maybe he felt he so bad. Ha- he wouldn't have gone into hiding, though. Maybe he, he wasn't was. going into hiding. Maybe, Maybe he felt really bad. I doubt it, though. And, and he killed himself. I feel like I feel like someone killed him. I, I want, it seems weird I that they, they wouldn't be able to get a cause of death. Well, maybe that's a different thing. They didn't want to find the cause of death. They yeah, don't want the to government find the person. Did it. The government did it. Or they didn't want to find the person who did it because maybe it was a parent and they... Yeah. You know? It's one of those things where it's like, do you prosecute this parent who's very much mourning and the fact that this guy fucking killed like, it was probably like, imagine if you had a couple like a of kids cup. on that fucking berry too because they're in high school so yeah. you could easily have had three kids on that fucking boat yeah so yeah and the case against o- officials over the overloading of cargo kim hinchik chong hejin's marine chief executive was found guilty of negligence and received 10 years in prison terms so six other company employees and a korean shipping association official also received prison sentences because if you're caught doing that kind of shit you should go to fucking prison you should forever so on april 28th 2015 following appeals because that's how every court system works captain lee was found guilty of murder and his sentence was increased to life imprisonment so the appeal did not work for him so the captain was charged with murder? He was in much later. Thank God. But the 14 other crew members received a reduced sentence of a maximum of 12 years, including 10 years for Chief Engineer Park, whose murder conviction was un- overturned. Yeah, okay, And this good. was because we drew a distinction between the Captain Lee um, Chun-Suk, wait, yeah, Captain Lee Chun-Suk, who has a great responsibility, and crew members who took orders from the captain. Yes, yeah. And that's... That's very reasonable. I get it. Yeah. I don't think the engineer guy should have been charged more than the captain. And then the chief executive, um, Kim Hinsik's sentence was also reduced to seven years. That's because probably money. Yeah. yeah, At least he's in prison. That's better than what we fucking do here. So not here, but where I'm from, which is the States. At least he got some prison time. So uh, this is all extra stuff because that was basically the end of the story. But this... I don't think you'd really know a whole bunch about, but this incident became incredibly political as the very popular President Park Geun-hye, which is who was the very first female president in all of East Asia, who had an approval rating of 71%, fell to 40% after the Sewol disaster. Why? And this is because she couldn't account for seven hours. She literally didn't say anything about the event until 5.15 that afternoon. I mean, so everything happened around 9 a.m. and no one knows where she was for those seven hours. That's weird. She knows no one could account for it and she never said anything. And she should have been in a disaster center around 5.15. That's 
So when she was impeached, because she she was impeached in March 2017 for cult-related reasons, which (sighs) makes this whole, like, I don't know if you knew this, but she was impeached because, like, one of her personal people that she talked to about all of her problems was like the daughter of a big cult leader who was also not a government official. And you can't talk about government business with non-government officials. Yeah. And she was also known to be taking money and, you know, lobbyists and, uh, uh, so worth the so, impeachment. Yeah. But I mean, look, they impeached her. I wonder, okay, anyways, it took a few <laughs> years though. It took a few years. No, th- she didn't get caught until 2017. Yeah. But and, I'm just saying, but then, yeah, but she I was, mean, president no, we're, we're still like, they've, they've They're almost working. got him. No, it's not going to, I don't feel justice. Will, okay. I don't know. Oh, the, oh we're not good. No. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to get the justice. So she was impeached for a ton of other reasons in march 2017 but this whole disaster will be brought up a lot during her time in office and in her trial because it basically was just like how can we trust your judgment and your leadership if we can't count on you mm-hmm. for a disaster like this yeah i mean it's weird that she won't state what she was doing i could see how conspiracy theories were spawning because i of think that. like official word was basically just like she was busy that's my story so but just just as a disclaimer um korea isn't that corrupt so you know it's not any more corrupt <laughs> there's corruption any everywhere other Trans- country like- it's just that these disasters and as we report about are closer to me because i'm korean there's obviously other disasters that happen korea, similar. like these stories don't aren't supposed to reflect that like korea is super corrupt it's just like corruption happened and they got caught and now we have the story yeah which is a lot better than the corruption that happens that doesn't get caught and or they do get caught then they swoop it under a rug yeah and it's like oh this you know isn't really what happened it's like we didn't but we didn't kill people we just destroyed their livelihood but it's okay because we didn't kill them or we if, if you indirectly kill people here then it's okay you can get uh, away with it. Off topic, kind of. Did anybody go to jail for the BP oil spills? No. See, I told you. Corruption. Mm-hmm. So at least in Korea, if you do something really shitty and people die, they will come after you. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And at least they have tons of shame. Sometimes other people will come after you and kill you in an orchard field. Mm-hmm. And leave your body there to rot for That's a your conspiracy years. theory for the story. Oh yeah, he was. T- he either killed himself or someone went and murdered him. Murder him. Yeah. I mean, those are the only two options. There's not yeah. another option involved. He uh, ate up. He got hit on the head by an apple that fell in the, from the orchard. Yeah, <laughs> gra- gravity like, got him. <laughs> That'd be the funniest thing. Where you choked on an apple. Yeah, that Adam's apple. Uh, well, thanks for telling me the story. I really, I actually like it when you tell me your Korean stuff. Cause Thank you. I like learning about other stuff. Uh, other countries so i'm also doing a foreign country uh this will be a quick one um well that's that's like the balance out you know yeah. like you do a long one i do a short one yeah and then so yeah um okay so jeffrey howe was a 49 year old successful kitchen salesman from southgate london united kingdom Ooh, not from here no <laughs> not this London. <laughs> Uh, he had worked all around the country and had even been a successful chef in Italy. So he was like, he is doing pretty well for himself. He was really successful. Uh, he loved to travel and see new things and have new experiences. He's a millennial. Uh, well, back in 2009, 
so he's not a millennial if he's no i'm just saying yeah. that's what yeah that's what we love known now. for yeah. right like, oh yeah Sorry. i love experiences more than <laughs> that joke went right over my head <laughs> how's your head <laughs> um <laughs> huh oh, oh my god uh so he was pretty good guy uh, all around and he was really nice and generous and he was always trying to help uh, other people out uh, share the wealth type deal and generally speaking, when you have someone who's really nice and caring and generous, you have people that are like little leeches yep. and just uh, somehow make their way into your life and suck everything right out of you. So isn't that base? Yeah, that's basically yeah. what like every celebrity has that with their yeah. crew and stuff, right? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone has one. Even if you're not poor or even if you're not rich, you probably have someone that just takes, someone, takes, there's takes. There's always someone. Yeah, there's yeah. always a taker. There's always a giver. Uh, and so Jeffrey had this friend who had fallen on some hard times. And so he offered uh, for him to come stay at his place uh, for a little bit until he gets his shit together, uh, which sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and his friend's name was Stephen Marshall. And Stephen Marshall is a 38-year-old bodybuilder and personal trainer from Borehamwood, Hertfordshire. And this dude is the worst roommate ever. Was he like one of those like juicing bras? Uh, bra. I, I, yeah, I think he's, he's like, he's a... And then yeah. juicing and yeah. then he's all like, oh, bra, bra. You know? So, well, it'd be, I don't know what the bra accent would be in England. Would it still be bra? Is it still, is it like a Cockney accent? You know, <laughs> did you ever watch the Misfits? Yes. Remember that girl with the really thick, yeah. like, maybe it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when Stephen first moves in, uh, he brings along his girlfriend, Sarah, who uh, is a sex worker. And he actually met Sarah when he hired her. Uh, for a job. I mean, that's so nice that she decided to give it to him for free now. Well, I mean, give it to him and just fear are two very... It, it's possible that maybe... Well, it's possible that maybe she was with him out of fear. He was a scary dude. So she didn't have someone watching her back as a sex worker? Like, that was uh, the whole point I mean, of a- maybe, maybe he was her, because he was a, like, he also was a bouncer, or oh, he used to be a bouncer so for a be like club. A so, type. yeah, maybe he was a little bit of a pimp type with her. Oh, that's... He made her change her name from Sarah with an A and no H to Sarah with an H. Why? I don't know. It was just some little factoid that got thrown into the story, and I was like, that's well, that's control weird. control issue. Yeah, he made her change his name. And, uh, yeah, so the two of them, uh, move in to the, to, uh, Jeffrey's house and they immediately start mooching off of him. They're eating all of his food. They're not cleaning up after themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they even start going and forging his signature on government documents, um, to get like housing benefits or something like that saying like, Oh, Jeffrey's renting out this house to us um, and whatever, which he's like, hey, uh, don't like that you're doing this. You're going to need to go because this really wasn't the situation That's that I agreed to. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Especially like so early on. Like he, they weren't even there for like a month before they were already forging a signature on things. Which just shows how shitty they were yeah. as people. 
And uh, so Jeffrey's like, you got to go. I don't want you living here anymore. He's been complaining to his friends. Like, I've got these roommates. And everyone's like, tell him to leave. And so he goes up to Jeff and he's like, or he goes up to Steven and he's like, you got to go. And Steven's like, okay, yeah, you know what, buddy? I'm really sorry. Really sorry for all the shit that I've done. Um, but if you just give me another week, promise we'll be out in a week. We just need to get our shit together. And Steven's like, okay, okay, yeah. Just need to work just, out a murder plan before just, we uh, go. We'll give you a week. And then a month goes by mm. and Steven and Sarah are still there and they're still just ruining everything. Uh, they're super destructive. Um, Jeff confronts them again. And again, they're like, we'll be out in a week. We promise, we promise. We found an apartment. We'll be out. And the cycle continues uh, for a little bit until March 8th, 2009. Uh, when after getting into another argument about him moving out, Stephen attacks Jeffrey and stabs him twice in the back with a four-inch blade puncturing his lung. Oh, my God. And as Jeffrey laid on the floor bleeding out, uh, Stephen and Sarah steal his wallet and credit cards, and then they go on a shopping spree. Of course. They also forge a bunch of checks and empty out his bank account. And he was he was a rich man. So oh, they, he they, was. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, he, he was pretty loaded. Um, oh, poor doing, Jeffrey. Doing well for himself. Uh, so they go on a shopping spree and they forge checks and empty out his bank account. Uh, and then they return back to the house where Steven then begins to dismember Jeffrey's body while Sarah continues her shopping spree online. Chewy penis. <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> um, so because Jeffrey is like this big traveler and stuff, uh, they decide as a couple that they're going to play it up as if Jeff has left. Mm-hmm. And that they've just been renting out this and that he's been renting out the space to them. And I'll, it's really a lie that they've been telling a lot of people because they've been they've gone through the government. It's a pretty smart yeah. move, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they sell all of his belongings. They get rid of all of his things. And then they basically just settle in to their new life. Uh, but however, on March 15th, after not hearing from her son for a while uh jeffrey's mother calls one of her son's friends and expresses her concern because they used to talk like several times a week it's now been a week she hasn't heard from her son she's she's like a long time yeah so that friend heads over to the house and runs into steven and sarah who they have met before and had talked like she knew uh about steven and sarah and that they were living there because she knew all about the crap that they were doing and uh they were like oh yeah he packed up and like left months ago and the friend was all like well that's weird because his mom just talked to him yeah and he doesn't sound like he was fucking with yeah yeah and like the mom would sort of know so they go over to the neighbors and they're just like hey so our friend's kind of gone missing we haven't heard from him in a little while have you seen anything and the neighbors are like oh yeah we haven't seen his cars in there for months um even though it had only been a week i guess he had like previously jeff had like stolen or sold his cars mm-hmm. so the neighbors had thought that he had already that he actually had moved so the neighbors sort of backed up the story that they that he had left and that he was yeah. renting out the place yeah. to the two neighbors or the two uh steven and sarah 
Um, so the friend then tries to call Jeff, but the call doesn't go through because they had sold his cell phone and, um, the SIM card out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, so they go to the police and they report him as a missing person. Yes. And so the police then go to the apartment, um, and they break down the door because nobody was home. So they did a forced entry and they search all the rooms and find nothing except for the only thing that they said was a little off hand was that his um jeffrey's passport was on the kitchen table or counter or something yeah. like that like out in in view but it would also be weird because how does he travel with yeah. his passport yes so they were a little like what but they didn't see find anything or see anything no dead body no no dead body um so they they leave and um that was basically the end of that mm-hmm. now on March 22nd, 2009, a left leg is found with a foot attached in a lay-by on the A507 in Cotter, Hertfordshire. And then immediately a murder investigation is launched. Mm-hmm. However, all they have is a foot. They don't really have anything else. A week later, a left forearm... Uh, dismembered at the elbow and wrist, was found on a grass grassy hill in Drover's Lane in Wheat Hampstead. Was there still skin? Like, I wonder if he had any tattoos. Uh, they said that when the police later on ended up like releasing a little bit of information, they said that this that he was a white male with heavy ex- eczema. Eczema? Eczema, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but eczema. no, did, eczema. Yeah. <laughs> eczema. Eczema. I'm like seeing the word and I'm, I'm just like, like I can't fucking. Eczema. Yeah. I can't say that. Uh, and, but that was about it. No, no tattoos. Cause they only had an arm and a leg. Yeah. They do, you, when, don't, you don't fingerprint your foot. Yes. Um, two days later, a farmer in Ash, Ashford B., uh, Leicestershire uh, discovers a head in his cattle pen. Uh, the flesh had been completely removed and the eyes, ears, tongue, and neck had been cut off. But now, the teeth were still there. Yeah, so the teeth were still there and they mm-hmm. were able to run some dental okay. records. Um, now, I don't know if the animals had removed the skin. And eyes for sure. The eyes, ears, tongue, but those were cut off. So I think those, oh. like, I don't know where they are, but th- they went somewhere. Animals might but, have taken the skin. Yeah. Then. But it was like the skin had been removed. I thought that was a little. Yeah. Because why would you say you found a head and not just a skull at that point? Yeah. If everything has been removed from I it. I feel like maybe he pulled it off then at that point because it just sounds yeah. like. Because the animals would have eaten, like, the arm. Yeah. Yeah, well, right? this is just the head that they find. But in they found like pen. the forearm, and they found a that, foot. They, they found s- a foot um, in one country or in one town on the side of a highway. Mm-hmm. Then they found the arm. But was the skin attached and all? Of yes. Them. So that's except, why I think it's weird. Except for the head. Yes. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was weird. That the skull would be missing yes. skin. And I wasn't sure if maybe they did it so that tartar to like, distinguish. Well, I was wondering possibly if like Stephen had removed the skin of the face so that he wouldn't be as recognizable. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't say anything. Um, on April seventh, a right leg uh, was found in a luggage bag 
near a bi- highway biped, the A10 bypass in Hertfordshire. Imagine by a being these people who yeah. find these random body parts. I just couldn't imagine. You hear about them all the time, and like walking into the forest, and you're like, "Oh, there's the leg," or your dog finding it yes. and putting it in their mouth. And yes, you just- and then bringing it back to you because they think that they found you this perfect like little gift, and they're just like, "Look what I found!" But I really, found they've just ruined your whole life. <laughs> So uh, on April 7th, they find the right leg. Uh, four days later, the torso, right arm, and upper left arm was discovered in a ditch uh, inside a green suitcase that matched the same brand as the luggage bag that they found previously. So here's a jigsaw puzzle? Well, actually, just so you know, he actually ends up getting uh, he ends up getting called the jigsaw killer. Well, yeah, because he only... Yeah. Which I was like, cut him all yeah, up he cut him into up. little pieces and then and then dumped him places. Like, oh and he was murdered on the 9th or the 8th, March 8th, and then started dropping his body parts off on the 20th. This guy, this can't possibly have been his first murder for him to da, have gone da, da, da. directly. Like, it just sounds, it's, it, it sounds way too much like there's no way this is his first murder because how can he do all of this? Yeah. Like, without. I feel like there would be hesitation marks. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, So on April 11th, oh, sorry, no, the torso was found. Uh, So by the time they they found the torso, the Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire major crime unit was leading the investigation and had over 100 officers on the case because the news was going batshit bananas because like body parts body parts and just popping up literally be anybody walking around and be like found a body part today that was super great and they they don't know who he is like they can't trace it uh so they have his teeth now well they have the teeth so they finally ran the dental records on the head and then they were able to match it back to To jeffrey Jeffrey. howe and on uh so then they're like Okay, well, now we've got them. Like, we have the missing persons thing. So then they're like, they pull up the missing persons report and they're like, okay, we got to go question like these, uh, the, the roommates. But then they realize that the torso and, that they had just found is very, very close by the apartment that Sarah and Steven are li- living at. So they're wow, just like, they got lazy with that has one. to be them. So on April 21st, the police arrest Steven and Sarah for the disappearance of Jeffrey Ho Howe. And uh, when they go back into the apartment with their luminol, uh, they find blood everywhere. In the bedroom, in the bathroom, under the carpet, just like everywhere. They find it in his, in the truck because they ended up, the police ended up eventually tracing down a lot of the stuff that Stephen and Sarah had sold of Mm -hmm. Jeffrey's and in the back of his vehicle that they had sold there was like his blood was all over the place so they they, they still continue to live there well why not they like thought they'd probably be able to get away with it man right like yes I mean there's a lot of blood there but all right yeah so on January 12th 2010 uh the trial begins and Stephen initially is de- denying everything um, that he'd murdered Jeffrey. He says that Sarah was the one that murdered him uh, and that he only helped to dismember and dispose of the body. Sarah, of course, denies all of the charges uh, and testifies against Stephen, um, saying that he would repeatedly threaten her life and that he threatened to get rid of her previous boyfriends and bury them in Epping Forest. 
And he would often boast about having considerable experience of disposing of bodies. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, Stephen used to work as a bouncer for a London nightclub run by the Adams crime family. And they used and they used him to dismember the bodies of people that they killed. How did they find out family. that he was okay with doing it? Did they just ask I, him? I think that cool he I think it's a situation where when you work for a crime family and they tell you to do something, yes. you just do it. He uh he, he was quoted uh like later on as saying that like when they when they asked him to do it, he just thought it was best to just do it and yeah. not ask any questions, mm-hmm. which he probably uh, wouldn't have gone caught for yeah. any of those crimes in particular, but then this one, it's like, well, you fucking... Yeah. Yeah. You fucked up a little. Um, you killed someone you knew, first of all, which is how you usually yes. get caught. Which is not saying that you should just go kill random people on the streets. Just no. saying. It's <laughs> a public service announcement. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once that bombshell got dropped... Um, and it got exposed that he used to work for this crime family. Uh, Stephen changes his plea to guilty uh, and is sentenced to uh, life imprisonment for a minimum of 36 years. Sarah then also changes her plea to guilty uh, and was sentenced to three years and nine months for perverting the course of justice by helping Stephen drop the head off. It was the only thing that they were able to prove. Um, but then was given a separate two-year sentence for lying about Jeff's whereabouts to the police. However, she was acquitted for the murder, uh, probably because she gave a really good testimony against Stephen. Against Stephen, yeah. And he probably did the actual murdering. Yeah. She's not fucking not guilty. Although of- she, two of her close friends testified against her. Ooh. One said that she, that Sarah had stated to her that she actually was the one that uh killed um jeffrey mm-hmm. uh another one uh testified that um she covered his face with a pillow to stop the him from making noises after Stephen had killed him um and so like she she was getting drunk and talking about it yeah. to to her friends and so she probably took a larger part of the murder than she's admitting to. Yeah. But they want to, they, they can only choose one and he, they have more evidence against him. Yeah. So. And she got a really good deal yeah. probably. Um, so yeah, that's my murder of Jeffrey. Howe. And she's free now. Yeah, she is. So. She is free. She's probably married. Uh, he is not. Uh, he will be in jail forever. He did Hopefully. try to appeal uh, his conviction. However, they were like, ha, 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 ha. no, you you're in here forever. Fucking cut up a body and just like, I think if you just not even one. Yeah. Uh, you then admitted to another four. And uh, interesting fact about that. He wouldn't like he admitted to killing the four people, but he wouldn't tell them what the names are. All he said is that he, they were buried in Epping Forest. Um but he wouldn't like tell them where, where. specifically. Yeah. Um, and so if you go yeah. to Epping forest and you find some skeletons, call the cops. Well, apparently there's pr- a lot of, uh, a lot of bodies there. Supposedly Ooh. that is where the crime family, uh, the Adams fa- crime family had told him to dump all the bodies was an Epping forest. So that means that if you go to that forest, you're going to find a dead body. Well, now Sarah did tell the police because the only limbs that were not recovered uh, of Jeffrey's was his hands mm-hmm. and of the fingerprints. Um, Sarah had said that his hands were buried in Epping in the Epping forest and they never recovered them. 
It's, it must be like a big ass fucking forest. That, yeah, it must be. Yeah, because yeah, you'd be able to find a couple of dead bodies. You'd assume with like hikers and stuff. But. Yeah, like after you know that they've that once you've heard that there's a possibly a four whole bodies and then maybe some other body parts. Uh, why would you not take your dogs out there? Like, surely there's so, yeah, it must be a there's giant something. Fo- maybe it's like a national forest. Yeah. I don't know because I don't live in the UK and I don't know my national parks or really anything about geography. So this was the Jigsaw Killer. He was deemed the Jigsaw Killer in the media. Well, he was first called the Jigsaw Man, but apparently that got changed to Killer uh, because there's a movie called The Jigsaw Man. And then also... And Saw was called Jigsaw as well. Yeah, and that actually came out uh, around the same time because this was 2009. So when did the first Saw movie come out? I think way before then. Well, like I, I, yeah, but I owned one, two, and three in college. So probably 2005, I want to say, would have been the first song. 2004, movie. yeah. So yeah, it was way before. So that's the reason why they couldn't really call him the Jigsaw, well, Jigsaw I guess. Because yeah. right? that was the name. What was that? I, I didn't watch the full mo- first movie. Did they call him Jigsaw in the first yeah, movie? Okay, he yeah, he was called Jigsaw. I don't know why, though, because he made them cut off their legs. I think it had to, he was leaving the Poor puzzle Carrie. piece, wasn't he? Wasn't he cutting out a puzzle piece of their skin? Was he? I don't remember. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know. I, I don't remember Carrie Ells was in the movie, and he was my favorite person. And I was so sad to have had to watch that movie to see him in the movie. And I'm like, I'm never watching any of these movies again because this is mean. All uh, right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you have any interesting stories that you would like to share with us or would like us to cover. Or themes that you'd like us to cover. Yeah, just email us at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. You can also find us on most social media at peoplekeepdying. And uh, if you could leave us a thumbs up or review on whatever podcast uh, network you're listening to us on, that would be greatly appreciated and super helpful. Super appreciated. And if you ever, yeah, I'd really appreciate it a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot. So thank you. And we hope that you guys are still around to listen to us next week. So don't die. So don't die. Bye. Bye.